everyone. My name is Patrick LeBlanc, your host, and welcome to Insights Tomorrow, brought to you by Microsoft. Let's deep dive with leaders and innovators in the data space. We're going to explore the challenges, the opportunities that organizations face in their data journeys. In each episode, we will invite some data leaders, experts, and some practitioners who share their unique perspectives on how data transformation is changing their business. Let's explore this data journey together and what it means to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Insights Tomorrow. I'm your host, Patrick LeBlanc, and today, Today, we have a very, very special guest. And I'm going to be honest with you. I do not think he requires any introduction, but I would be remiss if I don't let him introduce himself. And who knows what he's going to say if I don't let him introduce himself. So, Buck, take it away. Hey, Patrick. It's always great to talk with my good buddy, Patrick. Yeah, I'm Buck Woody. I work here at Microsoft. I'm a data scientist on the Azure data team, and I've been in IT for many years, and I've been at Microsoft for almost 20. So I've been around. I am. Uh, I have aged like fine milk, Patrick. <laughs> well, you know, Buck, I like to say we are not old. We're just really mature. That's, That's correct. Experienced, okay? Patrick. Experienced. Experience. Yeah. yeah. And so when I receive the title for this uh, this talk that you are, and I are doing from the producer from Sweater, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a little confused, right? I'm a little, little confused. AI spring. And I'm yeah. like, spring? Are they going to take some springs and attach it to a machine <laughs> that's running an algorithm and let it jump around? I, exactly. I was curious. I need to know what this means. What is this AI spring? Okay. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. Because there's two parts, AI and spring, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what's the AI part, this artificial intelligence? In fact, that term, Patrick, is a little controversial. Some people don't even like using the word intelligence. But we're going to put that aside for now. Okay. We're just going to stick with it. And I'm going to take you in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to talk about the first discussions of artificial intelligence. Now, when do you think that was, Patrick? Like a couple of years ago? When do you think that was? I'm rather mature. So it's a little more than a couple of years ago. I'm going to say this was like maybe the late 90s, early 2000s. That's okay. what I'll say, Bob. Okay. How about 300 years B.C.? A little bit before I was born. A little bit before I was born. <laughs> you know, that's even a little bit before I was born. There was a, there's, a, there's a Crete, a Greek myth about a being called Talos, T-A-L-O-S. Okay. This was a metallic created being from the gods that was given, watch it, intelligence to protect a lady named Europa, which is who Europe was named after. Okay. So she was there, she was in all kinds of things. So, so this, this Talos was a being that had artificial intelligence. Now, it's kind of a weird thing. The funniest thing is even the people that were writing the myth didn't yeah. quite know what they were talking. They were like, I don't really know how it works, but it works, which sounds pretty pretty modern to me. But now let's zip up to 1637 and one of my favorite philosophers, Rene Descartes, which is just fun to say. And he wrote in a book he, he titled Discourse on the Method, Listen, I'm going to read you this sentence. I'm going to okay. literally, okay, okay, watch this. Here we go. Uh, it's a paragraph. How many different automata, well, that's basically what they used to call like a system that was automatic. We would actually use the word robot today. Or moving machines could be made 
by the industry of man, for we can easily understand a machine's being constituted so that it can utter words and even emit some responses to an action which brings about a change. But it never happens that this automata arranges its speech in various ways in order to reply appropriately to everything that may be said in its presence, as even the lowest type of person can do. So literally back in the 1600s, Rene Descartes said, "We, you know, you can imagine a machine being built that could talk. Well, I think they kind of predicted the future a little Pretty bit. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So people started thinking about this. And when you jump into the whole world of, uh, you get this world of computing that came around, they started saying, hey, you know, we can bomb people with this big calculator, but we might get it to do other things. There was a guy named Alan Turing over in the UK And he began to talk about this, and he actually created something. He said, can machines think? So he created these various experiments where you could represent not just data, not just facts, but information on a computer, and then make it have the ability to artificially seem intelligent. And so that's where this whole thing comes from. Now, he actually invented something. He called it the imitation game. It's a little test. Uh, it was the Kapchka of its day where you would sit in a room. You wouldn't see anybody else. There's a screen in front of you, and there's two windows. And you can type into one of them. You can type in the other one. And somebody or a computer, you don't know which, <laughs> is on one of the screens. Yeah. And so you can start asking questions like, are you a machine? Yep. And he said, would there ever be a day that someone could beat the imitation game to where someone could type in something and fool a person into thinking I'm really a person when it's a computer? We call this now a Turing test. Yeah, a Turing test. So basically, I'm I'm asking these questions and it may be the a human responding or it may be a computer responding, but can we ever get to a point where I, the computer is responding like a human. There you go. Do you remember Descartes made that statement of that the system, even if you can imagine something that can can emit answers, he said. Yeah. Remember when he said it could never emit them appropriately? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. keep that thought in okay. your head. I got it. So I they came it. up with this idea of machines can think, machines can think, machines can think, oh my gosh. And the newspapers were like, oh my gosh, computers are alive, they can think, and so on. And, and basically they had some really primitive math and they had some really primitive stuff they were doing. And of course it didn't work. And so they went into this sort of um, AI winter, if you will. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back. Let's go back. I want to. I want to rewind a little bit. Okay. 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 So we went three hundred years ago. Then we came into the nineteen hundreds. We were in this. I guess back then we were in this spring. I think I'm understanding. We were in this spring. spring. Yeah. Where all these new ideas were coming. People were thinking about all these new things that could happen. Right. And then we went into the winter. Everything went dormant. That's exactly, gotcha. it went into a Got winner. It. There you go. There's yeah, the title. Yeah. Yeah, now, okay. what happens when something is hot and trendy? What happens? Everybody wants it. Everybody, Everybody wants, wants it. it. What does that mean? All the advertisers, they want to spend on it, right? They want to spend they on it. They invest money. That's but right. But then when it doesn't work, 
Man, they run out of the building like rats. You know, they're like, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I never supported that thing. I, that's crazy, uh, right? So they, they, that's why it goes to winning. Follow the money, Patrick, follow yeah. the money. Show me the money, right. show me yeah. the money. All right, so then we move up into an era a, a little nearer and, and dearer to my heart, which is the era of symbolic Okay. Uh, artificial intelligence. Now, yep. by the way, that that older version that we just talked about was called good old-fashioned AI or GoFi. It's actually got a term. It's got a name. So, and if you go out, by the way, you can look at the AI winters. You can actually look at them. They have examples of this. Okay. So, the next sort of spring happened starting in the late 70s. Now, this is when I got involved. Things like Prologue and other languages, you could do things. But here we're talking about things like expert systems. Remember all the rage about expert systems yep. and all that? Yep. I was a little kid. I was a little kid back then. Yeah, thank, thank you, Patrick. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Patrick. Yeah. That's really good to know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for those of us that are not 15, um, <laughs> you had these, these things that came in, and basically they're knowledge-based. You would put a bunch of data in. These things would walk a tree. They could do some primitive things like what they called symbolic logic and a few other tricks they could do to make it seem like the computer was sort of responding to you. And so, once again, AI spring, yeah, put money in there, and people did. And of course, you know, on the cover of Time Magazine, you know, robots are coming for your job. We're all going to be obsolete. Looks like Star Trek was right. Looks like, you know, Asimov was right. So then, of course, didn't do any of those things because (laughs) I know you'll find this hard to believe, but a lot of these things were based on logic and logic actually has a places, lots of places, in fact, where it contradicts itself. Like logic has this thing, a logical conundrum where it literally conflicts. So of course it all just fell apart again. AI is fake. Nobody, I never supported that. That was horrible. Uh, That's a joke and it's never going to happen. All right. So that's the other AI winter. But then, but then we entered an era of data mining. Patrick, so, do you remember data mining? Of course I remember data mining. When I remember. was data mining? Were you, what, were you 12 or something? I re- no, no, no. <laughs> I was in my, I remember, I remember this. Okay, and you, okay. you will remember this. When yeah. SQL Server, back long time yeah, ago, yeah, SQL yeah. Server, there yeah. was a data mining feature in SQL there Server. Was. There was. There was a data mining feature in SQL right. Server. Right, and it was okay. right, it was along with the business intelligence. You remember they renamed all that analysis services and all that sort of thing, remember that? And and that's when we were doing decision support systems. And that's, that's, exactly that's when we were doing decision right. support DSS, systems. Yeah. that's right. Uh, that's, or KDD, which is knowledge from databases, Knowledge and decision-making from databases. That's when that my career began. That's that's right around the time my career in data and BI began. I was doing data mining. Buck. I was digging up some data. Uh, that's not data mining. Oh. Yeah. B- business intelligence and data mining, two different things. So a lot of people, you'll say, do you know data mining? And they would say, well, I installed that with SQL. And then I used a cube and I used, yeah. some, I used a Starflake schema. Sure, I know data mining. Starflake. That's not data mining, right? Uh, that, I, you know, I, I, I know how to do it. Well, that's not data mining. Data yeah. mining was actually this amazing process of walking through the data with statistical algorithms the first time we introduced statistics over these things, and in and in point of fact, predictive statistics, the branch of predictors, and it did basically like six different things, Patrick. It did anomaly detection. Yep. Like you could go find things that were unusual, 
out of yep. a large set of data. You did yep. things like what they called association rule learning or what they called dependency modeling, that kind of thing. And that looked for relationships between variables, like a customer buys something and then the supermarket can say, okay, when are these things bought together? Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah customers yeah. who like this. It's like a basket analysis. There it's like doing a basket analysis. Exactly. Yeah. You also got clustering where yep. you can say, okay, these things are the most like these. We'll cluster them together. They're not exactly like the other, but we're able to go into a room of 20 people and say, okay, let's put them in three groups. And then you get people to stand in the group that's the most like them. So would you, would you agree that, hey, we're introducing some AI here? So it, it kind of was. And the okay. interesting thing yeah. here, Patrick, is as we're introducing things like clustering and the regression, summarization and classification, all these things in data mining. Yeah. We and also so had started working on optical character recognition. You OCR. remember OCR and the post office and all that, right? So we're, we're in a little bit of a spring now. We're in a little we're bit in of a spring. spring. Yeah. And, and here's what's kind of interesting. Somebody asked me the other day, what do you think the future of AI is? Mm-hmm. I said, you'll know it's arrived when you quit talking about it. And here's Ooh. what I mean by that. Okay. At one point, OCR, like being able to recognize handwriting on an yeah. envelope, which the U.S. mail does every day, that was considered magic and yes. AI. And yep. it, it was. It was a statistical algorithm. In fact, you can still do that thing in modern things like TensorFlow. You can still do optical character recognition. But the idea is we don't call that AI anymore. You don't open your phone and it looks at your face and says, hello, Patrick, because it knows nobody would have that face. Like It's like, no, that's Patrick. If I'm going <laughs> to fake a face, it ain't going to be that one. So, right? And so we don't call that AI anymore, but it is. It is. Facial recognition is. is. So when it starts going away. So then data mining was the answer. You would be able to say to the, to the business intelligence folks, hey, uh, I'll tell you exactly what to sell. And of course that didn't work. And, and the main wor- reason it didn't work, Patrick, is, is two things. The compute wasn't ready. Sure. And, and then the data sets were just too small. Statistics only works with, I got, I got to say it, I got to say it, don't get mad at me, big data. Oh boy, wait. And you know what I'm going to say, don't put an adjective on my data, but don't okay. put an adjective right. on my data. Right. But, right. but so you're saying, basically you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that if we would have had a better infrastructure back then, if we would have had better compute, better storage, cheaper storage, and m- more information, we just weren't collecting enough data back then. But now... Right, we're predicting that we're going to have zettabytes of data. We're predicting we've we've coined this new term. Do you think maybe we would be further along if the compute? Oh, okay. No, no, we would not. No, just more data doesn't mean anything, and Uh the current computation they had doesn't mean anything. Some new cool things came out in the two thousands that said, you know what, let's do. And Patrick, here's what happened. So AI from the 70s, my fuzzy logic that I used to do and all my cool expert system knowledge, my prologue, you know, it got a little tipsy one night, went out to a party with data mining and they came home and sure enough, nine months later, and it's almost nine months, it's seriously, and nine months later, there was machine learning right there. so the AI gestion period is nine yep. months. Gestation period Apparently. is nine months. Yeah, that it's must be months. what. It, well, it was. Okay. So, okay. okay. So anyway, 
uh, AI got together with data mining. They had a baby, and that's machine learning. Okay. Oh, now we're in a new world. That's All a kinds whole of different cool. world. Yes. Whole different world. Yeah. Uh, whole different is big is a big word because you still have anomaly detection. You still okay. have association learning. You still sure. have clustering. However, yeah. you do it in a new way over a lot more data. Sure. With more sophisticated statistics, and more ways to use those statistics, and some calculus. And even some algebra thrown in there, and even some of the old logic thrown in. You stir it all up in a big pot, and you've got machine learning. And so now it can work from a much bigger set of data. But we're not done. Would you, would it be fair? So you know, I'm from the South. Yeah, um, I lived in Louisiana. Would it be fair to call? Oh, I know it where a you're ma- going. I know where you're going. Would it be fair to call this a mathematical gumbo? It's a gumbo. <laughs> It's a gumbo. <laughs> would it be fair to call it, with a little roux in it, a, a little, little mathematical roux. We start gumbo. off with some okay. mathematical roux. Yeah, Patrick okay. and I both from the New Orleans area, right? Yeah, We're yeah, from yeah. Louisiana. So, yeah. you know, we, we know what a roux is. And a roux yes, is, you know, you're supposed to ask three questions when you get married. Who's your mama? What's your parish? And can you make a can roux? Can you make a roux? That's can my point. All right. So yeah. anyway, yes. Uh, basically, AI is math gumbo. Yep. So. You get this in there, and the machine learning does amazing things. It can yeah. recognize all kind of stuff. It can do things. But wait, there's more. Of course there is. Of course there is. Because there's mechanical ways of doing these things. There's imitation. Like, we can look at the brain and say, how does the brain work? We're nowhere close to how the brain works. But we can sure. look at what it does. We can steal from it a little bit. So we did. We invented something called neural networks. Now, they're nowhere close to our neurons. We're so many more and so much wider and different. However, apparently, and we don't even know, but the way the brain works, there's there's neurons. You've got lots of them. And, and each neuron's connected in a web so that when you want to see the button you want to click on on the screen, that goes through your optic nerves. It works through all these other things. And one little thing fires to another little thing. that fire, One of them detects edges and one of them detects colors and one of them detects black and white. And you click the button. Yeah. So that's the way your brain works. So we said we could do something. It's not It's not even remotely close, but something like that. So we, incre- we create these neural networks. And basically what we do is this. We tear apart something like an image or a word or a sound. Anything we can get as input to the computer. We tear that apart into numbers. We pass them into these air quotes neurons and we turn dials that have to do with the weighting, how important that particular number is. We play around with those numbers and it sends it to the next layer or neurons, next layer. And this is called deep learning because it goes through all these layers. Deep learning. Okay. Deep learning. So that's the way that works. Yeah. And so now we're in this new world so we've got something that everybody's talking about, which is ChatGPT oh, or Microsoft's OpenAI, right? Yep. Our, yep. our hosting of that service. But here's the deal that's important to keep in mind about this. This is all part of something called a large language model, LLM. And what those are, they're basically, I don't know, I, I, I make all my data scientist friends really angry when I say basically what I do all day is make Excel formulas, but that's basically what you do. You take all the data, you shove it through a formula, and you get an average out. That's basically what data science is kind of doing in, in a way. So the point is, as we work with these large language models, it's discovered. I'm going to read everything on the internet, everything. Now, we know Ultron had a bad day with that, but still, we read everything on the internet, 
and we look at word frequencies, and we look at sentence frequencies, and we look at paragraph frequencies, and we say, most of the time when somebody says, how are, it's you. followed by you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You just know that. Yeah. And so it does something very, very similar with a lot of data, and it goes across, and this thing, this chat GPT, this large language model, can have a discussion with you and it's got one salient characteristic, Patrick, that really freaks people out. It can, I'm going to use air quotes. You can't see that. I'm going to use air quotes. Remember what you just told it. So for yeah. instance, if you said, here are three numbers, it would say, great. And you say, add those up. Literally add those up. You don't have to say the numbers again. It would say they're this, right? So it can kind of remember the context it's in. Not perfectly, not well, but it can do that. So now... Can and this is where we come full circle, Patrick. This is where we come full circle. Can I make? Can I beat the Turing test? And I bet I can. Well, well. So I, I still think, and people are going to go. I, we're probably going to get comments and tweets and all these things. <laughs> I think it's still rather narrow. Yeah, I still think yeah. it's rather narrow. Yeah, it, it, it is. That's just my opinion. No, I think you're, chat- you're exactly right. So there are three kinds of, of AIs, and the first mm-hmm. one is narrow. And what does narrow yeah. mean? Narrow means it does one thing. That's all it does. That's it does all one it thing. Does, it doesn't right? see anything. It doesn't do anything. But here's the deal, Patrick. Uh, we picked language to start with. So it sure feels intelligent. It feels I mean, intelligent. Because it knows language, but it doesn't know, air quotes, what it's saying. It doesn't have any intelligence. It's more than an intelligent parrot with with a big vocabulary, but it's kind of an intelligent parrot with a big vocabulary. It's literally predicting the next thing it's supposed to say in a really big way. Yeah. In a really big way. Now, imagine if you right now had read every book there was and could remember them all. Imagine that. That would be pretty impressive. You would be able to do a lot of stuff. But if I had read... If I had listened to every episode of Guy in a Cube, if I had done, do you think I'd be a Power uh, Power BI expert? Would I if be allowed you, to call myself? If I'd never touched Power BI, if I'd no, never seen it, if I'd never no, installed it? Absolutely but I can, not. But wait a minute, I can quote you though. No, that's okay. I can quote a lot of things. I can quote, people tend to quote a lot of things that they don't know about. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you feel me, right? You, yeah, you feel what I'm saying. I so do. we I need do. to keep a healthy dose of, of skepticism yeah. while being amazed at the thing it can do. For instance, I challenge you to do this. Write up a good description of your next presentation you'd like to give at a conference. Okay. You write that down. By coming to this conference, you will learn the following. Blah, blah, blah. When you leave this conference, you'll have this. Blah, blah. This session is by Patrick, one of the best guys in the world. Write that down inside the chat in Bing and then say... Please create an outline for this session so that I can give a presentation. Okay. And it will. And it will be really close. But let me ask you this, right? Still narrow because it can't go out and deliver that presentation for me. Nope. Nope. It can't. Nope. Right? It can't do that. Nope. And see, you're you're more of what they call a general intelligence because you have experiences coming in from your five senses. You have some cognitive processes that are wired together that we don't even understand. So we say that Patrick can do a lot of things. Patrick can not only dream up a new dish with gumbo in it, he can make it, he can serve it, 
He can get feedback on it. He can put less salt in it because he always oversalts everything. And then he can write up an article about how to make the best gumbo in the world, only you got to use less salt. This can't do that. This is not this is not that kind of intelligence. But you've got a question. You know there I said there was three, didn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. But okay, so I did my own research. Oh, I did you, my own uh-oh, research. Uh-oh, I did. Now we're I did. in trouble. I did. I did my own research. Now I went, we are you know, in I trouble. know the research stuff. I went to school for a couple yeah, of years yeah, and they, yeah. they taught me how to research. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I found this article and you actually shared this article yeah. with me and maybe yeah. we can get a link to it in yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, here. Yeah. And they talked about because I had this question in mind that I wanted to wrap up with with you and it was about where we're headed, but I think I already know. I think yeah. I already know where oh, we're headed. Okay. But All right. okay. I think we're headed to the next. So there's A and I, the narrow one. Yes, there's A G I, right? The That's mm-hmm. the general one. But now in this article, they talk, and I think this is where we headed, but I'll let you, you know, add your own commentary. I think we're headed to the next one. A S I book. A S I. Somebody's been watching too many Marvel movies. Oh my course, gosh, Patrick! We ain't going. You know what? How long do we have on this? How long do we have on this podcast? I think we have a we have a few minutes left. Okay, we yeah. Well, we ain't we ain't going. So, what Patrick's talking about is artificial super intelligence. So, the way that you can think about this is, uh, you know, AI can be used in three ways for us. At least we're thinking about this. This is in the article. The first is what what they call an oracle. In other words, something that knows a lot, but you have to go ask it questions. And if you do, you get an answer. And it's usually pretty right answer. Now, we do a lot of this. Like if I ask a calculator, what's two plus two, it'll give me the right answer, right? Yep. So yep. that's kind of an oracle for you know adding numbers. But this can do more because we trained it on language. And since it's read everything and has looked at everything and is learning those things, it can answer a lot of questions. So it's an oracle. The next one is something they call a genie. And a genie can do things or tell you to do things, you know, you get three wishes, right? And so you get one thing you tell it, and then you give, have to tell it something else. No, what I meant was this. No, I meant Louisiana gumbo. Oh, okay. And so it kind of goes back and forth with you a little bit, right? That's the genie part of this, and that works really well. And by the way, when it doesn't need to ask you anymore, it just knows that's called one-shot or zero-shot learning. It means it just does it. It just does it. All right. But the third one is what you've described, which is the super intelligence, which is what is called a sovereign. And Patrick, that's when it just doesn't need you anymore. <laughs> well, it can okay. just do what it does. Well, that's like Skynet. If you ever watched uh, yeah, Terminator. Or, or Ultron or, or Ultron. any, right, any yeah. number of these things, right? So, so that's not where we headed, right? That's not where we headed. But where are we headed, Buck? Let's, let's wrap this up. And if you could tell us where do you think we're headed? What's the future of all yeah. this AI? Right. Yeah, I think it's going to embed further and further. I mean, already your car, you were telling me about your fancy car that yeah, you've got yeah, that just yeah, yeah. knows who you are and doesn't it run does. into things and it doesn't. diapers your baby for you and plays music and, you know, it does all the stuff, right? So you're going to see more and more of this push down into these systems. And I think you're going to see it get more and more precise. Sure. So I think I think we absolutely are headed there. Yogi Bear said predictions are hard, especially about the future. That's mm-hmm. kind of it's hard for me to see what's coming and and the spike. Chat GPT three is amazing. Chat GPT four is a more amazing still. 
But we're starting to run into compute again, Patrick, to train mm-hmm. these things yeah. is already in the thousands of GPUs to get that training done. Well, it has, remember those knobs I talked about that you could turn to help the neural network and so on? This one has 175 billion. Imagine I gave you a program to write and it has 175 billion parameters, wow. Wow. right? So don't, yeah, don't even start trying to think about how those interact. So the next one. I'm trying to do that math yeah. in my head right now. Bob. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if you think about what it's going to need to do the next leap, it, it's a lot. We may yeah, start running out of silicone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, but I get to talk to you and see you all the time. Why don't you just kind of tell people how, how they can find you, where, where you're going to be next, um, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Fantastic. Yeah, so you can always find me on LinkedIn. Buckwood is the easiest place to find me there. I'm also on Twitter. That's a little more stream of consciousness. That's Buckwoody MSFT. You can find me on Facebook, and I post there every once in a while for friends and family. I don't say anything technical because my mom goes, she's 84. She goes, what, what do you do again? She keeps asking me that all the time. And uh, But most of the stuff you're going to find that's professional, I always try to keep that up to date on LinkedIn. I also help run the Tampa SQL Server user group. I speak at conferences around the world. And every once in a while, just every once in a while, you can find me in the company of my good friend, Patrick LeBlanc. All right. Well, thank you, Buck, for hanging out with us today. Thank you, everyone who dialed in to listen to this great conversation about AI. We hope to see you somewhere soon on the interwebs. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Insights Tomorrow. Be sure to catch us next time as we continue the journey to uncover the challenges and the possibilities that organizations face every day. You can find more about the show and catch future episodes at insightstomorrow.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.